Rob Faye with more On Point. Happy to have you stopping by. And uh, we're going to talk to David Raycraft. He is the Director of Housing Services at Dixon Hall. And this is a very interesting time of the year. As I think we're going to feel over the next couple of days with this cold snap, the first real reality that the seasons are changing. And for our homeless community, this is when um, the rubber hits the road. And I really hope that we can shine some light on this. So first of all, David, welcome to the show. How are you this evening? I'm doing okay, Rob. How about you? Well, I'm okay, but I also know this time of year is where I think a lot of us go from our comfortable clothes to a little heavier set clothes, and then we realize that there's people outside right now that don't have those luxuries, don't have those options. What can we do to help? That's a good question, and you know, those of us who work in the system are working tirelessly at this time of year to make sure that people get access to shelter and hopefully access to housing, because we know that... um, the only real solution to homelessness is, is housing. And I, I, said think, that the- you know, I think that there are lots of people out there, lots of people in our community that work very closely with the homeless community, um, members of um, various faith communities, support access to food, and, and those sort of traditional responses are important. But time that we stopped, we moved away from winter planning and built housing. I read a story a little bit earlier today about a man here in Ontario that applied for state-sponsored suicide over homelessness, 54 years old, and says, I don't want to die, but I don't want to be homeless. And that, to me, is is really heartbreaking. So we talk about the politicking, and we talk about all of the different groups that are doing everything they can 24-7 to try to find housing, to try to find food, to try to find dignity for these men and women and families right now that are struggling, but... Uh, I don't know, like what, what I, I, it's so easy just to say, well, what can we do? But what are they facing right now? Like, I want you to kind of put me into the shoes, uh, or into the situation of a homeless family. What are they facing right now? Well, they're, they're, they're up against shelters that are full. Occupancy is, is higher than I've ever seen it in the years that I've, I've worked in the system. Um, you know, we're living in the midst of a housing crisis, a uh, drug poisoning crisis, and, um, you know, the, the weather is changing. We don't live in Miami here. We live in, in Toronto. And every year, um, service providers are up against the same challenges, supporting people, responding to crisis, responding to the needs of, of the most vulnerable men and women in our cities. There are many who will look at the emergency room as a temporary shelter, as a way that they can at least maybe get a meal or at least a couple of hours in bed and some warmth. I know that we all understand that affordable housing is pretty much where we need to go here, but it takes the city to help create these new shelter spaces. Are we close? Are we far? Are we on the right track? Um, Well, you know, it's a really good question, Rob, and and I think that we are moving in the right direction. Um, we're working very closely with the housing secretariat to build housing. Um, we've seen, uh, you know, 1,500 plus units built this year, and we're hoping to to build up to 4,000 in the coming year. But you know, when you look at the numbers of people who show up every year in the street needs assessment, we're not we're not getting on top of this problem. Many of your listeners will know what it costs to rent a one-bedroom apartment in the city. And increasingly, it falls to the responsibility of 
of governments to come to the table on all levels of government. It can't simply be the city responding to this. And often these services and responsibilities are downloaded to the city government. We need the provincial government at the table. We need the federal government at the table. And we need to, we need consistent long-term vision around access to supportive housing. David, uh, my last question for you, and I do very much appreciate this time. How do we try not to villainize some of the most vulnerable? Well, that's a, that's, that requires a, a show onto itself. I mean, I think, I think it, what often happens is the people who are, who are living with the greatest challenges are the people that we see on the street day in and day out. And through the course of the pandemic, we've noticed homelessness has been more visible in our city than ever before. And, you know, we have not done what we need to do in order to support access to mental health and addiction supports in our city. We've gotten better in that respect, but we have a long way to go. And so it's important that we all recognize that um, we're, you know, many in our city are very close to homelessness too. So we don't have the numbers that demonstrate the number of people who are housing insecure and are currently living very close to their own realities. And when we see the inflation rates in our city, you know, we recognize that there are a lot of us who could be very close to homelessness ourselves. And, you know, it's important to recognize and, and be empathetic in that respect in supporting the communities that are most vulnerable. David, very well said. I thank you for your time tonight and thank you for shining light on this topic. Thank you. Have a good evening. It's my pleasure. David Raycraft, Director of Housing Services at Dixon Hall. Uh, I think this is going to be one of the real hot topics over the next 72 hours when it comes to elections, when it comes to which councillors are going to step up here and make a difference. And a lot of times we look up at the top and we say, okay, well, it's, you know, it's obviously the Ford uh, government. It's this, it's that. But I think a lot can get done within a community uh, starting at city councillors and starting at people who, you know, they got some poll and we need to really check them on these kind of things because, and I, I'm not saying you got to do it aggressively and you guys haven't done this and you're blaming everything on COVID, but okay. They had a year and a half of planning. Like you can blame COVID for so much, but you can't say that you didn't have time to sit back and reset or had some extra time to look around and say, Oh, well, what can we fix while we're here? Like in a pandemic, sure, but you know what? You didn't have to commute. You didn't have to go into work every day. You had time. And I'm actually really surprised with how many organizations and uh, I, I guess you would say arms of government came out no further ahead than when they went into the pandemic. That for me is troublesome because at the end of the day, sure, did we need to find a, a way through COVID-19? Absolutely. Did we need to find a way to get kids back into school? Yes, we did. But I also think beyond that, beyond the, the absolute, you know, structure to it, the nuts and bolts, the basics, getting back to school, getting back to work, these are one of the parts of our community that really fell through the cracks. We're no further ahead on homelessness. And if anything, it's getting worse. And I don't want to be the radio guy that's just doom and gloom, but I'd rather tell you where I'm standing on this. I don't see any progress. I see a lot of people, you know, putting their arms in the water to paddle, but I don't see the momentum moving the boat forward yet. We need 
we need collectively, because we have the power to make it happen, we need the power collectively to call on our counselors, to call on this administration, to call on the governments right up to the nationals, the feds, to say, hey, we got to get going on this, man, because a homeless you know, image isn't what it was even five years ago. There's a lot of people that five years ago never thought in a million years they would find themselves in the situation they're in tonight, and we need to help them as well. Now, I'm Rob Fay, and this is On Point.